Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to another podcast of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today is a special episode. I have a fellow podcaster on the show, Mr. Steven Suarez, host of the Live Let Thrive podcast and also the founder of Artist Rentals. Steven, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jasper. This is really cool being on the the biggest uh, STR podcast in the world. Damn, yeah, I appreciate that, man. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate you know you doing your podcast. I've I've been on your podcast a couple times, so figured it's about time uh, to get you on. Um, and uh, what's great is that uh, you know you got your setup. You're used to uh, podcasting, so you know you've got your audio set up. You got your visuals. Got a nice background, so. It was awesome. We we could just jump right into it. Well, I'm used to being the one asking the questions, so uh, <laughs> it's weird being on the other side, especially of the of your amazing uh, get paid for your pad. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I've been a fan for years. You've helped me out so much starting my own you know uh, journey into short term rentals, and um, yeah, this is surreal being on being on your show. And uh, let's have some fun. Absolutely. And what we're going to do is we're going to recap 2020, talk about what happened, what can we learn from this year, and also how can we take advantage of the opportunities that are going to come in 2021. Uh, but before we dive into that, I would love to know a little bit about your current business, Argus Rentals, and then also how did you get started with short-term rentals in the first place? Okay, we'll, we'll go back to how I got started with short-term rentals. Part of the reason was listening to Get Paid for Your Pad. And um, and I met my partner on the show on uh, Live Let Thrive podcast, Micah, actually through Bigger Pockets, we met and we we started talking. He's like, Man, you know, you're doing you're doing long-term rentals, that's cool, but the real money's in Airbnb, man. You gotta hit up this Airbnb. And shout out to Micah. So I was like, all right, what's this all about? And so um I had I already had one rental house it was a long-term property and we were living in another house. And so I was planning to jump from that house, which is called, you know, house hacking. You jump from one house to the next house every year, rent out the previous ones. And I was like, well, I was going to turn it into a long-term rental, but we could just, I told my wife, let's, you want to try this Airbnb thing? <laughs> she said, yeah, sure. And so we just, we rented it out as an Airbnb and, and loved it. And she did the cleanings. We worked as a team. It was really cool. And so we, yeah, that's how I got my start. And so I did another one, the next house we jumped out of, but then um, they started doing all the banning, you know, big cities started banning Airbnb. So both of those cities banned it. So I, so I didn't do it for a little while. And then I started recently, actually, um, oddly enough, 2020 is when I started back into Airbnb because we have our podcast and we're interviewing all these people at the time. I had to turn all my houses into long-term rentals. So 2020 came and there's a few opportunities, uh, getting some good places at good deals. So I, I went ahead and did it. It was around August, September. 
is when I jumped in. So it was past all the crazy COVID stuff a little bit because everything was reopening again and then and everything shut down again. But they've been doing pretty good. And um, yeah, we can jump into those and, I, you know, and later in the show. But then you asked me about the Argus Rentals. And so what I learned from other people managing my units because it was a package deal, the units, that apartment complex only used one management company, which if that's any advice anybody gets from the show, never rent a unit that's already attached with the management team because then if they're not very good, you can't fire them. They're kind of stuck with you, you know what I'm saying? And um, so that could that could cause some major friction. Me and my buddy Federico in Buenos Aires, you know, he's been helping me out with some VA work. We just decided, why don't we do this? We know, we know how to do this, you know, better than a lot of people. So let's just start our own company. And that's how Argist Rentals was born. That's awesome, man. So, you, so you're kind of on both sides of the equation. Because uh, you want to manage other people's properties, but then you also have somebody managing your property as well. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's interesting because I'm actually on that side as well. Because uh, I've, you know, my some of my units are being managed by other people, but then I also manage things. So it's like it's it's an interesting position to be on because <laughs> uh, you know as a as a man, when you manage somebody else's unit, you really want the owner to just kind of let you do your thing. But on my unit, you know, I also use my units to to test things out and you know to create content. And so I'm constantly looking over the shoulder of my uh, of my managers and kind of driving <laughs> them crazy sometimes. <laughs> it's a tough deal, and that was the first question I was asking on on the Facebook page of S of Short Term Rentals Profit Academy, which I just signed up for. So that y'all are going to help me out, help us out a lot and we're growing our business. And that was like the first question on the private Facebook group was, you know, how do you run a company that manages rentals, that has rentals and that um, wants to do both, going to be the best, you know, do the best in both worlds. And and one of your, one of the guys on there said, yeah, you know, just it, managing other people's rentals is tough. Just, just, um, you know, sometimes you don't, you don't want the crazy person telling you what to do, you know, and all this stuff. It'll make your life hell. And I was like, oh, you probably got some good stories about that, huh? And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm that crazy client, you know, <laughs> he, goes, <'cause laughs> he was that crazy client to his people managing his units. So, so he knows what to look for. So that that's, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I know what you mean, man. I, they, my, my management team probably hates me by now, <laughs> but yeah. Hey man, it's it's my baby, it's my money. So I, I just I'm starting to realize that as I as we manage other people's units, I'm starting to realize that oh crap, I don't want that client. I don't want yeah, me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's that's a good point. And shout out to uh, John Ann, who's uh, always giving great uh, great advice in our in our short term rental profit academy, uh, which you just joined, which is really awesome. I'm super excited to support you in your in your journey and growing your business. But yeah, that's one of the that's one of the things that we see over and over again is people get started and they're so excited. They want, they just want to get more units. Right. And mm -hmm. so every opportunity they have, they take on those units without really thinking like, okay, is this actually a unit that fits into, you know, the brand that I want to build? Um, is this an owner I actually want to work with? So that's uh, that's some good advice right there. I think for, uh, for you to get, to get started. I'll tell you something funny real quick. If I can, if I can jump in, go for it. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, we just started this company and an opportunity presented itself. The lady that manages the apartment complex where I have my unit, my new, my new unit in Fort Worth, which is kicking butt. She said that 
some units are coming available in downtown Fort Worth, the middle of downtown, which is a prime area. And um, she's going to pick up three units. And she's like, so do you, so I heard you had a management company, you know, like we don't have anybody yet, but I said, yeah, I got a management company. And she goes, oh, okay, well I have three units. You think you can manage them for me? And I was like, yeah, we, yeah, we, of course we could do that. And, um, and she's like, okay, well, well, how much do you charge? I was like, eh, you know, about 15%. She's like, that's all. And I was like, oh, crap, <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's too late to raise the price. So I, I you know, I fell for the, the I did the, the number one wrong thing in negotiations, named the price first. Right. So that, that's a that's a lesson, too. But then again, you know, I said, we'll, we'll start out at 15 percent and then go from there, you know, get up to like 20 or whatever, whatever we feel comfortable at as we figure out how much work this is. And so, yeah, so I thought that was pretty funny that she was like, that's all that was her <laughs> response. Do you uh-huh. want us to charge you more? You know, but yeah, um, yeah never say the first price there you go yeah definitely if it's if it's as low as 15 <laughs> you could have said like no i meant 50 yeah 50. Did, I say, did you hear 15 no 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 50 <laughs> and then she'd be like oh well can we lower that a little bit well all right fine for you <laughs> see that i should have had i should have had you with me jasper <laughs> cool man so uh let's talk about 2020 you you i know you've interviewed a lot of hosts on, on your podcast so I wanted to throw this at you and, and just ask you, like, what, what have you learned in 2020? And, and I would also say, like, what, what do you think is like one blessing from 2020? Because everyone, everyone's just waiting for the year to be over. But there's got to be a blessing in everything, right? Oh, yeah. Big time. I guess the people that come on our show, and that's, that's kind of a thing, too, because like people that got pissed off around March and just quit and said, I'm never doing Airbnb again, they're not going to hop on a podcast, right? So the ones that actually hopped on our podcast were the ones that were really killing it, you know, and really, really doing awesome at, at Airbnb because everybody else left and jumped ship. And so they scooped up a bunch of units and they got really great deals with apartment complexes because they couldn't fill their, you know, fill, fill up, fill up their units. And so they started doing, I mean big money in 2020 it's probably been the, their biggest profited year you know of course they freaked out when everything everybody was able to cancel you know through airbnb scot free and and they lost a lot of money initially but the ones that just hung in there and they and they found a way to you know to pay the rents and pay the mortgages and whatever they are doing really good right now. So as you say, you know, blessing in disguise, it, it did weed out the pretenders from the from the real players in this game. And so um yeah, that, I mean, I hopped in like in August, September, and I've been doing pretty good. And it's just, it's opportunities. I mean, there's there's a bunch of, uh, I mean, everything was humming along great. Our economy was doing great. You know, stock market all time high. Apartment complexes getting built everywhere. And then all of a sudden it just, you know, you know, COVID happened. But yeah, like you said, it presented, it, uh, presented a lot of opportunities to people to get great deals on apartments, you know, two months free, three months free, whatever, get in apartment deals and scooping up as many as they can and yeah, and doing great at it. Yeah, you, you bring up a good point. There's a lot of opportunity and, you know, we had somebody in the SCR Legends Mastermind, we had somebody um, do a, like a guest speaker and uh, Jason Hartman, shout out to Jason Hartman. He's, uh, he's really awesome. That's something that he was talking about is, you know, how in every crisis has opportunity. He, for example, he mentioned the Chinese word of crisis is actually the same as the word uh, for opportunity, which I thought was really interesting because I also learned earlier this year that, you know, most millionaires are, are made during a time of crisis, right? So it's almost like there's crisis and opportunity. Those, those kind of go hand in hand. But, you know, I think uh, the other blessing for me personally that I see with, uh, 
you know, in our mastermind, in our community in general, like you said, it's, it's kind of separated the, the people who are really passionate about hospitality. They're, they're still in the game. Whereas the people who are kind of opportunistic and, you know, just kind of in it for, for the short term, just to make some, make some cash. I think a lot of those people have kind of left the the playing field. So I think, I definitely think long-term there's more opportunity for us also because the short-term rentals have rebounded much stronger than hotels. Right. And I think even if the vaccine comes, I think people are still going to be wary of like staying at big hotels where there's a ton of people. There's definitely some developments that I think on the long term offers a lot of opportunity to us. But then the last thing I would say in terms of, you know, a blessing is that, um, smooth oceans don't make great sailors, right? That's, that's an expression. And, you know, this year has kind of been the entrepreneurial hurricane uh, for uh, not just for short-term rental operators, but I think for, for entrepreneurs all over the world, it's been, it's been a challenging time. Like things have shifted so quickly that we had to really think about our business and how we're running it, um, saving, you know, saving costs, and really thinking about like, who are the people that we need to have on our team? Making all these difficult decisions, I think has been an incredible learning lesson for us that's going to allow us to leverage that to realize uh, a lot of growth in the future. No, that's, that's yeah, that's really true. And um, another thing that, <laughs> that big ha- that happened this year was the IPO of Airbnb, correct? And so, you know, it, it, people had good, good for the host, you know, the host that jumped in and was able to get the, the stock at whatever the 68 bucks or whatever it was and made, you know, a lot of them made like 13 grand, 14 grand in one day, which is good. Nice little payback. But um, what I was most excited about the IPO was that um, they got this huge influx of cash, Airbnb, and they have they've kind of left a lot of um, hosts and all over the country twisting in the wind because these governments are making all these rules and banning left and right before the COVID, you know, especially with COVID, there's a lot more banning. And so what I think that big, huge influx of cash will do, which made them bigger than like um, three giant hotels. They named these giant hotels Marriott's and whatever than these hotel chains is they're going to have a lot of clout. They're going to have more clout. And I think that's going to help with the fights, at least in the in the big cities where they, you know, so they can fight in Chicago, New York, you know, LA, whatever, Dallas. And uh, it's going to really help out host a lot. You know, we're going to have someone hopefully fighting for us. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a good point. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. And uh quick shout out to uh Fearon Lewis, who I interviewed a couple of weeks ago. He managed to prevent a ban in uh in Detroit on Airbnb. And also uh my buddy David Krause at Rent Responsibly. Um those guys are doing great work in the field of uh efficacy. But definitely, yes, if if Airbnb, because typically what I've learned from these the, when there's fights in these cities, it's almost like Airbnb kind of leaves it up to the host to represent Airbnb. And I think the reason they're doing that is partly because when you have people at City Hall who are against uh, Airbnb, they're more likely to listen to to smaller hosts, right? To people in the communities that are actually using Airbnb to stay in their homes and, you know, and to feed their families and to pay for medical bills and stuff like that. I think those, uh, those law makers are more sympathetic to hearing from those people than to hearing from the big corporate, you know, Airbnb organization. But, but definitely I, I, I think, you know, it'd be good if Airbnb would support, would support more, right. In that, in that aspect. 
I agree to an extent because I was in one of those battles over here in Arlington, Texas, you know, over close to where the Cowboys play. And so I have a house over there and it was killing it on Airbnb. And it's right down the street from the Cowboys. And um, the billionaires are starting to bring in their hotels. There was not really any hotels in Arlington. So they started bringing in their hotels and the writing was on the wall. Like, yeah, they're going to probably, they're going to probably come after Airbnb to get rid of the competition. And which is exactly what happened. All of a sudden, you know, there's the city council is talking about let's, well, let's look into what regulating short-term rentals, <laughs> you know, when they say that word, it's, uh, it's trouble. Um, so anyways, we started, we formed a little group, Astra, shout out to Astra. And we, um, we started going to the city council meetings and stuff like that. On one side of the aisle, you know, where we sat, it was all old people, <laughs> angry old white people. No offense. And, and so, and on the other side, it was, it was a eclectic mix of people that were actually living in the community and using Airbnb to supplement their income. And I mean, nothing too crazy. There was no, there was not a lot of, you know, party complaints and this and that, but I think the older people that didn't have jobs, didn't have a lot to do. We were always at the city council meeting, knew all the council people had a lot more clout than we did. And of course the billionaires had a lot more clout (laughs) than we did. (laughs) When talking to, because they knew all the politicians by first name too, and um, so I'm thinking, yeah, it wouldn't hurt if if Airbnb had a had a as much power as the the hotel lobby as you know as they did, you know, doing this whole thing. So, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I, I'm a little bit optimistic. Awesome. And what was the verdict in in oh, your yeah. city in Arlington? Total ban except for a one aisle, uh, a one mile radius from the stadiums. Uh-huh. So, which means like 95% of the Airbnbs got shut down. And so, and, and I'm like 1.5 miles away from the stadium. So, <laughs> so I got shut down. You gotta, you gotta move that stadium. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, right? Move my house or something, but yeah. So we, yeah, we got railroaded off of that. Got it. Damn. That's too bad, man. Let's move on to some learning lessons. Like what is the number one thing you've learned in 2021 for your rentals? <sighs> The number one thing, well, I, I alluded to it earlier. I was excited to get, get back into Airbnb. And actually, a guest on our show, shout out to Sarah Doan Glidewell. She's She sets up our units. I asked her, you know, I'm really thinking of getting getting back into the game, you know. I'll go back real quick. It was funny. They banned Airbnb in Arlington like in January. So they, they did me a favor in a way because I turned it into a long-term rental. Then, of course, COVID hit. So I didn't really feel the brunt like a lot of people did. But I told her, you know, you're setting up beautiful Airbnbs. Can you do one for me? And so she did. She said, well, I got, you know, I know someone in Dallas that has a complex that lets us do Airbnb. And so um, I could set you up one there. And she did. And like I said, it, setting up one there came with a management company. And I was like, oh, cool. It's all in-house, whatever. But that's my biggest lesson. Never rent. I was, I mean, maybe it works out for some people, but never rent at a spot that's that's married to a certain particular management team. And, you know, problems arose pretty quickly, like um, calendars were blocked when on prime weekends and they didn't know why the calendar was blocked, but I was just trusting them 100% that everything was going to run smooth and it wasn't running smooth. And we had a lot of friction at first. And But I was stuck with them for like, you know, a year and a half contract and I can't get out, you know. So that's my number one thing. Never, never um, rent somewhere where, oh, rent somewhere. I would say buy somewhere, but like rents do like a rental arbitrage in a spot that comes with uh, management attached to it. Yeah, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours 
and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. Now, as a result, you look super professional. Your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y.com, code PAD, which is P-A-D. I've had some issues, similar issues in the past as well, some of my, uh, some of my places. Cool, man. So tell us about your plans. Like, what do you, what do you have in, in the works for 2021? <laughs> it's funny because Micah asked me that when I started at talking to him on our show about, about starting Argist. And he's like, okay, yeah, it sounds good. You know, Federico's a rock star. You know, he knows how to run things. Um, so how many units do you want in 2021? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't even thought of that, man. He's like, well, I need a number, dude. If you don't have a number, you're not going to, you're not going to do it. I was like, I don't know. I just do a 50. He's like, okay, 50, huh? I was like, yeah, 50. And he's like, okay, well, let's break that down. You're going to need, you know, four, four each month to get to that number. And he started, you know, started breaking it down. And I was like, and it started fleshing out. And I was like, well, crap, if we're going to do 50, I'm going to need to really study this short-term rental thing and look at it from a different perspective. And that's when I hit you up and I was like, I need some help, man. I need some help. And so I'm, I'm joining the Academy joining the um, short-term rental profit academy and um i think i think man that's that's our goal is to hit 50 now if that's a mix of of units that we that we run you know that our own units and then units that we manage for other people that's great but i, I have that number in my head and i and now i gotta hit it man there's no excuses yeah now, now especially now that you proclaimed it on this podcast like <laughs> i'm gonna hold you accountable for that man <laughs> um but i think your your buddy gave you some uh, some great advice because that's actually on the last coaching call that we did in the in the profit academy we did goal setting right and uh when when you set goals what's really really important is to make it really specific right so a lot of people will be like oh you know i want to i want to add some more units or i want to increase my profits you know what i mean mm -hmm. but just as your 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 buddy told you is like okay well let's break it down right it's like you want 50 units all right divide by 12 that's four per month well how many people how many owners do you need to talk to to get one property you know that could, that could be like five or ten right so you know you multiply four times five or and then you know like okay that means like i, I need to reach out to x amount of of property owners right so yeah let me let me put you on the spot here so tell us about your strategy like how are you going to get those uh those four every month what's your what's your business plan here uh when you texted me this morning i was like uh i was actually one i was working on that a little bit i was i was getting the vista print getting my flyers ready you know i was getting some flyers made some trifolds to put our company, you know, company logo, pictures of our places. And I was going to actually start talking to apartment complexes. That's one aspect. Another aspect is um, I have a good buddy. Shout out to Mike Brown. He's actually, I talked to him about, you know, because he's good at, he's good at talking to apartment complexes and he's good at, uh, he's always, he's hit me up in the past. Hey man, there's a couple over here that, that they said we could do Airbnb. There's a couple over here, you know, for whatever reason, I, I didn't hop on those deals, but now I'm thinking, well, I do need a lot more units to hit that number. 
And so I had a talk with Mike Brown and I said, so you were talked about you picking, you know, going out and finding units. And um, he said, yeah, you know, I can find them. He goes, not only will I find them, I'll um, negotiate the deal. And all you have to do is sign, you know, sign the lease. And I was like, well, that takes a lot off my plate, you know, and he's good at it. And that's what he does. And so I was like, and if there's a fee, I think, you know, there's a certain fee that comes along with each unit we pick up, but it's totally worth it if I don't have to go out there and do it. And he's like, a, he's a pro at it. So that's when I started, you know, realizing I need to really build teams if I'm going to grow to this. I'm, I'm not going to sit here because I have a full time job. I can't just get off work and do that. I'll never see my family. So I put a rock star on that. He's going to bring us the deals. If they're great deals, we sign them. He gets paid. We get, you know, we get our units. And um, Federico Zimmerman in Buenos Aires is my good friend. He works actually the same company as I do, but over there in South America part. And he's running, he's doing all the guests, turn, handling all the turnovers, talking to guests, you know, setting the pricing. He's doing a lot because he's like a genius at that. So he's my rock star on all those ends, you know. And um, Sarah, shout out to Sarah, don't glide well again. She's the one setting up the unit. She's a rock star because I don't, I hate turning a freaking Allen wrench and setting up IKEA furniture. You know, that ain't my thing. But she loves it and she does it at a really good price and she takes it to the next level. So I'm just, I'm, I'm learning that if I'm going to get to big numbers, I have to have a, a great team to do it. Sounds like you already have a couple of rock stars on the team. I got a few rock stars and I'm looking for more. You want to work for me, Jasper? Um, <laughs> let me let me check my calendar. See what. I <laughs> well, uh, you know, I was I always wanted to ask you because I know you have a a couple units. Are you planning on getting a bunch more, or what? What is your thing in the yeah. SDR world? Well, instead of getting more of my own units, uh, me and Eric, we actually we're actually launching a a brand in 2021. So we're gonna we're gonna work together and as a company. Uh, develop a brand and and manage properties under that under that brand. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. You know, we'll more we'll announce it's probably probably going to be launching in uh, quarter two of uh, of 2021. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I see you more as a mogul. You know, you're big time. You're big time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be talking to cleaners anymore and stuff like that. <laughs> I still do sometimes. You know, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> But um, That's great. what I wanted to ask you is, um, so you, you have a full-time job, mm -hmm. right? So are you planning to quit that job eventually and becoming the entrepreneur and just running your business? That's another number that I, that I came across in my head. That's kind of stuck there and I'm 43 right now. And so the number was 45 by, by age 45 on, I want to quit my job. And just do this, you know, full time. And and what's what's exciting about this is we're um, we're like we're fully rolling the profits into the next project to the next deal. We're not even trying to touch the profits for a little while. So in a few years, hopefully, will be it'll be like a business that pays very well, and I'll be able to jump out. Um, you know, with my regular rentals and my couple Airbnbs in Dallas, I'm a little bit close. But if this business takes off, like we we like we know it will, right? We have to say we know it will. Then, um, yeah, I'm I'm cool with jumping out of my job and, and doing this full time. Yeah, I, I say uh, start writing your goodbye speech for your company. You know, I mean your 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 job because <laughs> that might come sooner than you think. Wow! Yeah, man, touching some heavy topics today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's early where you are, so it's a um, little bit early. Yeah. 
Awesome, like, man. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you made me do this. You know, I was like, because you asked me, "Hey, let's do a podcast." I was like, "What am I going to talk about, dude? We're just starting off our business, and and I guess maybe there's folks out there that are just starting out too that need to hear something like this. Maybe it'll help." Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because we get we get a lot of, of our legends on the podcast, right? Which which mm-hmm. I think is awesome. Like I always love talking to them because I always learn something. But it's also cool to, you know, go to the other end of the spectrum and talk to somebody who's just starting out you know, building their business, right? Because that, that's relatable. Like I used to listen to, when I started as an entrepreneur, when I quit my job in 2010, I listened to a podcast of somebody who literally also just quit his job. And and he was talking about how he was trying to build a business. And uh, I love listening to that because that's exactly where I was, right? So I had to make the same decisions as as him, which is cool. And, you know, it's interesting how you approach it because because you have a full-time job it almost forces you to immediately step into the role of the business owner versus the business manager you know and and that's interesting because most people they go the other way around they quit their job and they start building this business and they don't outsource anything because they want to control everything they want to do if you know they're, they're worried that like if they hire somebody they won't do as good of a job, you know? Um, and so they tend to be micromanagers until they get to about 10, 15 units. And then suddenly they realize, okay, I can't do this by myself anymore. And then they start, you know, putting together a team, whereas you, you're taking your strategies kind of, you're coming in from a different angle of, of like, Hey, I don't, I don't have time to do all this stuff. So I need to find people to do it for me, which I believe is, is a great way to build a solid foundation. So you don't, you don't have to do that. You know, once you get to 10, 15, 20 units. Mm, yeah the curse of having a full-time job is also a blessing yet yeah, because i don't have time to do all those things and i'm finding people that are actually way better at it than i am you know and that love to do it so that's that's a great you know I, my first real big realization was back when we were doing our own airbnbs and you know my wife was cleaning and, and i'd get off work and I'd help her clean and I'm like man i don't like this cleaning thing and so hiring a cleaner was like the first huge step and i'm like well, it was freaking easy we pay them a really you know a decent price whatever but they do all the work. We don't have to do nothing. I was like, this is great. So yeah, I'm, you know, realizations like that, that other people will do a better job for you and take that off your hands. Yeah. And I don't know who told me this, but somebody once told me, if you can find somebody who can do 80% of good as a job as you can, then you should totally hire that person because then you have 180% of yourself instead of just yourself, you know? So that, that was an interesting way to look at it as well. Cause, cause like I said, many people look at it from, from a perspective of, you know, if I do it, you know, I do it a hundred percent. I know how to do it. If somebody else does it and they might not do as good of a job as I do. So then maybe it's better if I do it myself, but yeah, that's uh that's cool, man. I'm excited to be on this journey with you, man. And uh, yeah, I feel like you're, you're going to crush it. This is cool, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. This is pretty awesome, man. I appreciate you having me on. And I see Christopher Columbus in the background over there, pointing. <laughs> you know, he's in Barcelona. That's I remember right. we were. That's, that's, like, that's like my favorite city in the world, man. I love going there. I remember seeing that Christopher Columbus. He's pointing off in the distance. Hey, look, it's it's India. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He was slightly off, but <laughs> a little bit off. Yeah, he's he wasn't the best of dudes, but whatever. Awesome, man. Well, um, let's uh, let's wrap this up. But before I let you go, of course, uh, you know, f- put in a plug for your for your podcast as well and for your for your rental business. 
yeah, look us up. Live, let thrive. That's what we are. Live, let thrive. And you can hit us up at live, let thrive at gmail.com. Also, are just rentals rentals.com Check us out there. rentals at gmail.com. And um, hit me up, you know, look up Stephen Chess Wattis. I'm out there. I'm all over the place. And you're located in Dallas, is it? Yeah. Well, actually, Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Got it. Yeah. yeah. I just know Fort Worth because of the airport. Yeah. yeah every, <laughs> everything comes to DFW. Yeah. That's right. All right, man. Before we let you go, one last final piece of advice for old listeners out there. Be bold. Be bold. You know, yeah, I saw something the other day. Be bold. The people that it goes, it's like, oh man, I'd like to get into it more. But the gist of it was like, it's almost like people that are really, really smart handicap themselves because they look at too many different angles and why why it's going to fail you know a thousand ways it's going to fail and why it won't succeed so they they a lot of people don't hop in you know start things start to you know do things but the ones that are bold maybe a little bit dumb but bold are way more successful than smart people that don't do nothing you know so i just i i, I thought that i'm like man just be bold and go and and do it and then it's going to work out you're going to figure out how to do it that's a good point man and i think that's definitely important at the phase where you're in because you know we were talking about those 50 units that you want to you want to acquire and i know you have your 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 partner who's gonna do some of the business acquisition for you but uh you might get the you might have to get in the hustle yourself and start knocking on some doors you know that too but I, now i'm gonna start looking for people friends family whoever i can talk to co-workers and tell them about this short-term rental thing and how they can get their own units i've already started doing that so i'm looking at the i guess the the higher the big the big picture kind of stuff that a ceo is supposed to do yeah that's right awesome love it, man well thanks for thanks for joining man thanks for joining on the podcast that was awesome and uh Happy holidays and uh, have a great 2021. I'll be talking to you every single week on the coaching call. So excited to, yeah. to have you on board. Can't wait, man. All right. And to the listeners, thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week. So I'll see you then. Get paid for your pet. 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 If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million, or you operate boutique hotels, then the SCR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.